Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 41. This is, uh, what is it, November now. Time's flying. Mm-hmm. My name's Rob. I'm right. And I'm Chopper. Chopper forgot the order. It's alphabetical yeah. order. <laughs> I always do. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show. I'm sure we have all done many things that we're working on and have many <laughs> things we've watched and talked about. And oh, I'm sure it'll be wonderful. yes. Yes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll get into it after these messages. No, wait. After this break. <laughs> Dropship landing. Well, this is the dropship. What we're working on. I'm going to go to you, Pat, first, because I want to get it out of the way. Pat, what have you been working on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not a whole lot, but I have been working on stuff. I've been uh, still plugging away on my Neo Zhang. It's just a lot of parts, and I'm making it difficult by airbrushing all the parts (laughs) so I can get my candy apple red all over it. Yeah, didn't you say you regretted choosing that color? I didn't say regret it. I just said I, there was a moment of regret when I went through like half a bottle of chrome <laughs> on four pieces. <laughs> these oh, pieces wow. are so big. You can buy chrome spray paint. I know, but it, it, it's better with the airbrush. It really just is. It just coats better, and it doesn't pool like when you do a rattle can. So... I'm just going to just continue to be the martyr and just, you know, continue to just <laughs> flog me as I talk about it. But uh, I'm making strides now because uh, I got the most of the upper torso done. I'm working on the shoulders now. so The legs are going to uh, be the hardest part. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm making progress. It's going to start to look good uh, once I get... These next big pieces put on, I'll post some more progress pictures of that. Uh, What else did I work on? I finished working on the rest of my, I don't know what to call them, minions for Monster Apocalypse for my Ultraman robot guy. So I finished fixing up the the shin bots, and those are all painted up. And I'm just filling up the flyers and the gate stuff. So it's like only eight more models left, and I should be done with that Monster Apocalypse deal. Just in time for the uh, new Kickstarter? Ugh, I don't know. I'm not back at the <laughs> Kickstarter because I got the game ready. I'll just buy figs from it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, what else did I work on? Uh, I don't think I worked on much after that. No. Uh, I got a sporadic, you know, like I got a multitask when I'm hobbying because I'm waiting for things to dry. Oh, finish up, finishing up the cab terrain little pieces. Uh, I'm getting a nice little... Uh, Nice little shoebox full of uh, scattered terrain for Cav, or basically for any mech game we can use them for. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of terrain? Uh, right now, they're busted tanks, uh, busted mechs. There's nice. some uh, gun, what, sandbag guns or gun emplacement, sandbags, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, little, Isn't there a little uh, like gas tanks kind of? Something like that. Uh, I'm sure there are. I haven't got to those yet. I still got three quarters of a bag to get through. (laughs) (laughs) Three quarters of a gallon bag. I think it's a a gallon size bag. It was big. Yeah. That's a big bag. It was a lot of terrain for sure. So I'm still plugging away through that. uh, And I think that is it. Uh, Just the Nia Zhang. I'm really trying to make a conscious effort to get that thing done. Keep working on it, plugging away. yeah. Uh, you can do it, Pat. Unfortunately, next week is going to be a bad week because I just uh, won't have any time next week. But uh, Plus, as it gets cold in your basement, you you go down there a lot less. Actually, I go down there less in the summertime, I think. <laughs> I think we have you more in the wintertime because we don't go anywhere. Yeah, but you always like, it's too cold down there. Let's play video games instead. That's, yeah. That was my impression <laughs> of Pat. <laughs> Well, we've been doing pretty good, so I, I couldn't tell which one of you was talking. 
It was so pitch perfect, wasn't it? Uh, but we haven't had a real good hobby day with a lot of people in a long time, so maybe we should try and bring that back. Not that Brian has ever come to any one of our hobby hangouts. He's a it's, busy boy. it's a struggle. I mean, it's a, I don't maybe I, I went on with one with Coach once. Oh, that's why he never came back. And, and my and it was it was in my my old apartment. So this would have been like two years ago. Uh, well, to be fair, we and, and there's like my camera years. was across the room. Yeah. Well, we haven't done it in a long time, so right. We yep. should do. Get the gang back together to do some uh, hanging. Yep, see how it goes. All right, that's all I got. Brian, what have you been up to? Well, uh, after uh, the the Michigan GT tourney, which uh, I'll talk to later in, in the Comstar section, um, after I, I'd gotten all the, the work done for that, which was a lot more of uh, fantasy stuff, uh, I've decided to uh, I put together a list of all these other projects that I want to do. Um, many of which are dead zone related, uh, for, for one reason or another. But the, the first one that I'm just kind of starting with is I started doing a lot more 3d printing of, uh, using the isolation protocols. Um, and my, my plan is, so dead zone takes place on a, on an eight by eight grid and, uh, and then can go up vertically. And, uh, so my, my plan is, is stealing a little bit from uh, a dreadball uh, pitch in the Magnetar circuit where the the uh, dreadball match takes place uh, basically floating up in the sky. And, and, you know, people can get knocked off and die. So I'm translating that into a dead zone board. So I'm basically going to be elevating up the first floor and so that everything is going to be taking place like one level off off the ground on platforms and stuff like that. Like it's uh, you know some kind of elevated station or or like a non, you know like an oil rig or something like that. And so uh, it's kind of an ambitious project in that uh, it was kind of doing the math on exactly how many uh, things I'm going to need to 3D print for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but I'm I'm starting with the uh, the corner pieces, I've got the uh, little uh, uh, sliced up uh, tool where I can do four at once. Um, so that's pretty handy. Basically, I, I do one and I have a whole uh, square's worth uh, ready to go as opposed to one at a time. Because doing doing the math, I'd be looking at about, if I wanted one for each vertice, that'd be like 81 of these things. <laughs> uh not planning to do that many, but have enough to do a first floor and then, you know, some stuff on a second floor. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a fairly big uh, project, um, but uh, I'm having fun kind of getting pieces uh, built and, and put together. And so I'm, I'm going to have a good time with it. But that's that's been the, the majority of, of the um, kind of mecha combat related stuff that I've been working on. How about you, Rob? Uh, I've actually been quite busy. I uh, finally built my my round facer, which is the unseen griffin that I bought at Rhino's Hobby. I, I built that up. He's cool. He's on my shelf now. Um, yeah, it was a fun model. It's an older model, but it worked out. Everything worked on him. He's, he's, he's uh, pretty cool looking. Um, I also got... Uh, I printed up the Rebel Minis... Uh, 15 millimeter Viper. It was a little mech that they did a Kickstarter for. Uh, that's the listener of the show, John Barros's uh, company, and nice. it's it's yeah. a neat looking. Uh, it's got it's amazing how many different variety of weapons and cargo and other things you can even it even has like uh, uh, like ammo crates and stuff with the guys loading it and it's a lot of cool stuff. So I did that one, and uh, that I just. Uh, did some quick paint on that just to have a proof of concept, kind of. And then I uh, painted up my Ghost Bear Elementals from the uh, Clan Kickstarter, finally. So I have a whole, uh, whole what are they called? Star of uh, Elementals. And I'm really nice. proud of the little jet packs on their backs. I, I made it looks like there's fire shooting on them. I think I, I think they look, turned out pretty cool. And once I uh, spray them up, I'll post it on the 
on the Facebook page as usual. Other than that, I think that's all I've been doing recently. Mech really. That round facer, that's the one you got at the that gun uh, the gun plus store down over by me, right? Yeah, Rhino's Hobbies, that's what I mentioned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to when I talk <laughs> to you, Pat. <laughs> I didn't hear you say it. I did. And uh yeah, so I finally put him together. It was good. It gave me something to do. I don't think I have no backlog in models. That's that's I'm very proud of that. You come to my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the opposite. You have all backlog in models. But other than that, I think that's uh what we've been working on. We'll go on to Comstar, which we have a lot more to talk about, I'm sure. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. And welcome to Comstar. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. I'll start with just some news tidbits. Uh, Strange Machine Games is doing Kickstarter for an expansion to Robotech RPG called Homefront. So it's uh, it's pretty much the second uh, storyline from Robotech they're covering this time. And uh, at the listening point, there's only a few days left, but I'm sure they'll have, uh, they usually have, you know, late backers and stuff. Link is in the show notes, but uh, you can go check that out there. Lots of options, two different covers, plus a limited edition version, which is always cool. Plus, uh, they also have a module that they're doing too, which uh, that uh, they hope to do more of, which is kind of neat. So we got that. Uh, there's also a new game called Steel Coliseum coming from Needy Cat Games. Uh, Zatu Games is pro- publishing it, I guess. But it used to be called Robot F- Combat League. I think we talked about that when they first announced it, but... Yeah, they, they tried to do a Kickstarter for it, or they they and it never funded, I think. But uh, so now they're redoing it. Some other company bought it up, so that's kind of cool. So it's going to get a, a release for its robots fighting in a uh, in a coliseum. So you can't go wrong with that. And the big yeah. news is Dead Zone 3.0 is out. I'm sure Brian has a lot more to talk about that because he hosts Yay! a show called yeah! Dead Zone the Podcast. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a lot more mechs. I can't wait to get my hands on some uh, sp- uh, Hysterian Spectra. I don't have any yet, so eventually. So, Brian, w- expand on Dead Zone 3.0, and please talk about uh, your tournaments and everything. Sure. So uh, Dead Zone 3.0 uh, is, is just coming out like as of this recording, like a day or so ago. Um, but uh, it, it's a, a fun... Uh, step up in polishing of of Dead Zone uh, Second Edition. Uh, there's there was a lot of of little things that got tweaked. It wasn't a major overhaul um, or anything like that. Uh, line of sight was kind of the only thing that took the made the biggest change. Uh, but but honestly, it's it's uh, still makes for a very smooth game, and uh, it, it's it's got even more mecha coming to it. Um, in, in particular, there's a new unit called uh, Tac Drones, T-A-C, and uh, and so they're they're going to be these kind of little robot, uh, uh, what you call it, like kind of like a little little spider bot that has like different uh, weapon loadouts and things like that for heavy heavier weapons, uh, specifically for the kind of Starship Troopers uh, guys of the GCPS. They got they got quite a few new units. Um, and uh, and then there's uh, the Forge Fathers, who are kind of like space dwarves. Uh, they got a whole bunch of new. Um, they're they're they have a, a unit called the Artificers, uh, basically like you know space dwarf like craftsmen. craftsmen. Yeah. 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 And so they have like extra uh, mechanical arms and stuff like that. And they also have another big mech on top of the one that they already have. Uh, so. Uh, like like Rob was talking about, there the Asterians uh, have the the Spectra, which is a pretty sweet and lethal uh, model when you face it, uh, to be sure. And um, but no, it, it's a it's a great a great time to get into Dead Zone. Uh, one of the the themes, kind of thematic elements of of that uh, series or, or world, as it were. Uh, that universe is that uh, for the most part in, in kind of first edition, second edition, it was kind of taking all these kind of battles were taking place on the outskirts, uh, kind of the frontier worlds uh, and a lot of destroyed or damaged colonies and things like that. 
with with third edition, they're kind of making this push for more of a they call it kind of an inner sphere uh, space where it's much more uh, you know populous areas, a lot more cities and urban environments. Uh, they're they're they've added a lot of uh, terrain uh, pieces to really kind of uh, accentuate like a a cyberpunk kind of uh, world, and, that, and that's one of the really fun things about the Dead Zone, the Warpath universe, as it's called, is that it really you can really find any kind of sci-fi story within it. Um, they you've got you know zombie mutants, you got Cthulhu like squid people. Uh, you got your your hoity-toity high technology uh, alien races with robots, and uh, and then you have the the down and dirty uh, you know rebel troopers <laughs> fighting against the man. <laughs> go Rebs. And, and woo, go Rebs. <laughs> um, I definitely recommend a uh, uh, friend of the the show Tyler Schultz. I don't know if he actually listens to mobile arm radio much. But he has a YouTube uh, channel uh, called Dreadpath Zone, and he did uh, a really fun, uh, you know, getting into Dead Zone Third Edition video. Uh, that's very meme funny uh, and 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 just a, a great little demo on on what kind of happens and what you do with the game. Um, lots of love there, and then the community has just been exploding on Facebook uh, with people really excited building new teams. Uh, just chomping at the bit to to get their hands on the latest edition. So and, then I'm uh, sure we're also coming back with team building exercise on Family Gamers seven seven seven. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're back we're to build teams. To <laughs> build teams and make fun of uh, of all the lists. So that's what we do there. Oh yeah, it's a good time and and a great resource for folks. Uh, I I think everyone really really enjoys hearing the the breakdown and the strategy behind. Uh, different list building because there there's a lot of options especially now in third edition mm-hmm. um a lot a lot of these forces really got fleshed out uh to to give you a lot of variety um in in ways you can build your lists and there's a, a whole i think there's 16 uh different scenarios uh to play so the, you you won't be getting bored anytime soon with third edition mm-hmm. uh so to to kind of take that back then so to wrap up uh the second edition for for us over in the michigan side of things uh we uh had a dead zone tournament at the michigan gt uh in early october and uh it was a it was a really fun time it was 150 points which is fairly typical um for a, a lighter game uh, usually it's kind of between 150 and 200 uh and uh, I, I I managed to to squeak out the my double Strider GCPS nice. list. <laughs> I love anytime Which, you can add two mechs to a list. I love it. <laughs> anytime I can add two mechs, especially since they're my my Gundam themed ones. Um, and uh, if you know if you know anything about uh, Dead Zone and and Striders and how much they cost points wise. At 150 points meant I was pretty much taking nothing else, uh, <laughs> about apart from the bare minimum cost of of things to field them. Uh, needless to say, I didn't win according to the tournament scores, uh, but we had a lot of fun. And uh, and and at that event, uh, I met uh, a couple other players. Uh, one of whom, uh, at, at one of the Kings of War tournaments, uh, lives five minutes from my house. So yeah, there was two uh, new guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guy, uh, his one of his friends, then lives nearby, and and we're going to be getting together to play a lot more. So it's fun, uh, you know. Having recently moved um, to uh, to I'm about an hour and fifteen away from you know my usual my old stomping grounds uh, with a lot of my other dead zone buddies. It's great to find uh, you know some more folks uh, closer to me that that are also interested in dead zone. So I'm going to win him over on that too. um but uh but yeah um trying to think of of other things uh, um definitely check out dead zone uh third edition if you like sci-fi if you like uh that skirmish level where you're only kind of bringing about you know 12 12 models aside um it's it's a really quick play Um, 28 millimeter uh, too we should say because a lot of people used to (laughs) 20 different yeah 28 millimeter 
um, if you're if you're interested in playing, you know it's it's okay to to proxy uh, some things at, at first, but uh, I will say you know Mantic has really been stepping up their their model fidelity and quality over the years, um, and and I think it's definitely worth uh, checking out some of the their core teams. You're just saying that because uh, you got a Yindish on a uh, lion thing, so. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's part of it, <laughs> but uh, it's nice to get yeah, new models. It's, it's it's always nice to get new models. Uh, you know, Mantic being a smaller shop, they don't come out as frequently, but at the same time, you know, they they really put forth that effort and, and make some really creative things. Um, <laughs> this is starting so to sound I, like a commercial now, Brian. Stop. <laughs> it is okay. Okay, I will say so, that Mantic well, does not uh, support us in any way. So. <laughs> No, Mantic does not support us. They just make games that we really love playing. Yeah. Um, so other other things, um, I, I forget if I, I mentioned last time, just because October has kind of been a blur, uh, I did finish playing through Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, I'm thinking I did mention that because I couldn't decide if I wanted to go on to yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3 or 4, and ultimately I chose neither at this <laughs> point. Um, I've got a, a couple other games that i'm working through but i kind of took the opportunity to to take a break from uh gaming on my lunch break as it were uh to to catch up on some shows that i've been missing uh such as i i watched through the uh the star wars bad batch uh season one there that was that was a lot of fun uh i was i was always kind of a little i was a little cool on the bad batch when they first showed up in that final season of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, uh, Clone Wars, in in that, you know, I was I was I was definitely more interested in the characters that that we've really come to follow and want to see where that story goes. But they were they kind of grew on you in over the course of that uh, that show, and so they had their own series, um, which I believe is is a go ahead for a second season on it, and uh, that's a lot of fun. So it, it's. Uh, these these uh, kind of odd group of clone troopers that are all kind of uh, dysfunctional, maybe is the word, but they're all a little different um, <laughs> from from the typical ones, and uh, and so they they kind of find themselves on a on a quest um, with with the first episode of their show being the event of Order sixty six, uh, so. That's always a good time to watch <laughs> to watch Star Wars. Um, then I also uh, something that I had uh, kind of on the back burner for quite a while is I started watching Full Metal Panic: Invisible Victory, which is the fourth season of Full Metal Panic. Um, and I gotta say, like this show hooked me instantly. It's uh, you know it obviously picks up uh, at, after the events of. Uh, the second barrage, which is th- season three, <laughs> um, and it, it is uh, more of the kind of serious tone uh, that we kind of had from that one. Uh, basically, without spoiling too much, uh, the one of the main players that we saw at the end of that uh, that third season uh, is front and center as our antagonist. And the uh, the forces of, of Mithril, who are kind of our, our heroes, um, the, the mercenary force that uh, we kind of follow, uh, are are basically uh, besieged in the first uh, kind of opening act. And um, it's uh, the the animation, like the visual aesthetic, is still very much like it was back in. Man, that show came out like in the early two thousands. Like maybe oh six, I think oh eight, something like that. Um, and so to see that same kind of style carry through is great, but you can definitely see that jump in animation quality, uh, specifically with the mechs. Uh, they they have much more fluid movements. They're they're much more articulated, and uh, and and so it's it's a it kind of walks that fine line of of a real robot show. Um, they're they're you, you can kind of think of them like um, like a pat labor uh, type uh, mech, and that uh, it's just a little bit more mobile, 
and but they they have weapons like machine guns and shotguns and things like that um and so uh yeah i'm i'm just about done with it i'm at the tail end of the the kind of second story arc in it and i'm 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 just hooked uh this is a, a really fun show and i will say the the english cast uh they slipped right back into these roles after all these years it was really impressive so the same cast as before too that's cool yep same cast i think there was there was a little bit of changeover i i think uh unfortunately i think there had been some uh deaths um of that original cast uh just from from some of the older members of the cast but uh everyone else is is there and you know giving it their all uh special special shout out to uh the the voice actor behind sosuke sagara uh he he is great at that kind of low emotion uh level but at at certain moments he kind of is able to pull it out um and and it does so in a great way so uh I'll stop gushing about that show. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out, especially if you enjoyed uh, the the first entries of the series. Um, I, I believe it's kind of the finale of of the whole franchise. So, oh really? Uh, possibly. I know it was a bunch of light novels, um, but well, uh, it's because they're following the manga. Is uh, that what it is? Or is it? Uh, you think that they're well? Th- they were they, short stories. Yeah. Um, and well, it, it's that light novels are kind of that like a novella, uh, yeah. so they're a little bit longer than a short story, but they're not quite as long as a novel. <laughs> but they're not—they're not doing their own original stuff for the anime. They're just following these books. I believe they're just following the books. Uh, but I see. It's good stuff. So. Well, there you go. Anything uh, else? So, no, I'm. I think that's that's all for me. Uh, so, Pat, anything to add yourself? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I would like to say I have stuff to add, but I don't either. I've, my, my, uh, time has been taken up by preparing for Halloween. So, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, am, I just, I get this thing where I, when I hobby, I don't do any Comstar stuff. And then when I do Comstar stuff, I don't do any dropship stuff. So I got to <laughs> figure out, I got to figure out what that's about. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Well, there's, so. there, I don't think there's been any new stuff on like Netflix or any of the streaming streaming services. Any new shows, mech related. So that's usually yeah. when I hit stuff up. But yeah, nothing there yet. No new video games. I did start another uh, playing BattleTech again, just because it's been a while since I played it. So I started playing that yeah, Hairbrain Schemes I game. I haven't read anything new. No. Well, I'm yeah. still reading all the BattleTech books in chronological order, but that's been just going on forever since we started the show. So. That's just continuing. <laughs> I'm up to the uh, Fedcom Civil War, but we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, so if anybody doesn't have any other Comstar, we'll head on to the Mech Bay Hangar, and uh, we'll talk about some casting. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. And welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar. This one, we're going to... Uh, we liked the casting one so much last time, we're going to cast some more stuff. This time, we're casting uh, Mech tabletop games, or board games, or non-video games that'll be another time last time we did what we did uh what did we do last time anime. we just we did anime movies yeah i think it was so, anime movies yeah what was our what was our restrictions on this rob uh restrictions there was no restrictions i don't really care <laughs> well you had you, you you gave us some ground rules well uh, ground rules were uh yeah just pick some stuff and choose some people <laughs> i i didn't even care if there's that many mechs in it I have one that has a few mechs, but not as much. But Rob runs uh, a very tight ship. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It doesn't matter that much. It's just for funsies. I just wanted to be clear that we're talking uh, tabletop games. We didn't want to view video games yet. We'll do that eventually, because I'm sure there's quite a few video games that we can think of. Oh, maybe. there's a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll start. Each of us will go round robin style. We'll each do our one group. And then we'll go to the next person. And we'll start with uh, Brian. I don't think we started with you yet, have we? Maybe we did. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, who, who knows? I, I, uh, so even though I was just talking quite a bit, uh, I think uh, so. So as Rob was coyly saying, uh, we were basically uh, we're doing kind of fan casts of, uh, in this case, different tabletop games. 
Um, and I, I came to the realization I don't have as many <laughs> tabletop games uh, that are mech-related, at least ones that have, like, specific characters. Um, you know, I, I won't lie, I thought of, like, my Fire Parsecs from Home, which is, like, you know, a little cast of, of characters, but they're all, like, characters in my own mind, and so mm-hmm. they wouldn't they wouldn't mean anything to anybody else. Um, but I do still have a couple uh, things that I was at, managed to pull out. And uh, so I'll start with Imperial Assault, which is a Star Wars uh, dungeon crawler kind of game, mm. which has mechs because the ATST yeah, is this, one of the first yeah. bosses. The precedent has uh, been set for having uh, mechs that Star, yeah. Star Wars has mechs, so. Star Wars has a mix. Um, and so just to, to we just kind of grabbed a, a quick three characters off of this. Um, these are, are some of the uh, player characters that are our, our heroes are of our story. And so the first one is Jin Odan. Uh, she is I thought it was uh, be the one solo and it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cast uh, Aaron. What's his name? I'm going to cast Mark Hamill as Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun, uh, but no. So, so of the of the characters that come out of the the game box because they have names, uh, I, I went with that um, names that don't have voices yet. There you and go. Uh, so, Jin Odan is um, is the one of the the female characters you get out of the core box set. Uh, she's kind of decked out in uh, typically kind of the orange flight suit, uh, carries a pistol and whatnot. And uh, I thought. Grace Park uh, would would be a great role for her. Um, Grace hot. Grace was in Battlestar Galactica as the new Boomer. She's my ex wife. That's She's my ex wife. That's ex wife. Past future ex wife. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that that show played fast and loose with time as it was anyway. Um, she's also on Hawaii Five O, I believe. She was. She was one of the Asian actors to. To quit on um, protest. Yeah. Anyway, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she would be a fun uh, lead character there as as Jin. Um, next up was uh, Fen Cygnus, who uh, this guy looks like a you know a rough and tumble trooper. And I thought, you know what, that'd be a perfect role for Chris Pine. Because uh, why not? Chris Pine is is great. I like Chris Pine. He's fun. He's one of the good Chris's. Uh, there are quite all, a few good Chris's. Are good, if you, among them. Yeah, I think all Chris's are good, aren't they? Isn't that the rule? They it should is. be, if not. <laughs> all right. And so uh, the the last character I, I grabbed out of the box was uh, the the Wookiee Garkan. Garkan. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? D. Bradley Baker would be great for this role. For those that don't know, D. Bradley Baker... Voices every single clone trooper in Star Wars, Clone Wars, mm. and all the animals, too. Mm. Uh, he, he's the voice of all the animals in uh, the Avatar series, in almost any cartoon show you've ever seen in the last you know, 20, 30 years. He's uh, a typecast. Reason. <laughs> yeah, he's a little typecast, but that's because he can do such a crazy variety of creatures. Uh, it's, he's a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's my, my start, uh, here to kind of get us rolling and then I'll throw it on over to Pat. Oh, all right. So I knew we were going to be doing this and, uh, I wanted to pick games that I knew, uh, one of us would not do because I, I, one of my things is I try not to, uh, duplicate. I don't like to do that. That's fair. So I picked, uh, and uh, because I also like the game and I like uh, the company, uh, and it's fairly brand new, I chose Redline, the card game. Mm. Attacking card game. It has some characters in there. Uh, uh, it's still a brand new game, so the other than pilots, the two main big characters are the two generals for the two factions. Uh, on one side, you got General Camila Brand. Uh, who I picked is Rosa Salazar. If you don't know who Rosa Salazar is, she was uh, basically the gal that they modeled uh, Alita Battle Angel on. Oh, nice. Well, she actually played her. It was all motion-capped. And they just well, yeah. made yeah. her eyes bigger. And, <laughs> and 
um, crazy. And she's been in a handful of other movies that I've, I've never actually seen, but uh, <laughs> her character and the way she act, looked uh, kind of fit the Camilla brand look in the card game. So it, it, when I saw the card, I went to Rosa Salazar. And then the other side is the General Valia Saroba. And for that, I chose Katie Sackhoff because I just think that she'd be a very good little mm. battle-hardened, uh, rebellious general. That's a good role for Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but as we get more expansions and everything, we'll get more characters and we can add more to Redline. But as far as Redline is concerned, those are pretty much the two that I chose for that game. Uh, Rob, where'd you go? I will start with the with the classic game that just ended. It uh, just they actually just announced that it's no longer being made. It's Dust uh, yeah. by Palo Parente. It's pretty much Weird War Two. It's mechs in World War Two. Dust uh, Chew. It's uh, <laughs> the the uh, aliens came down and gave these power, and then they were able to build these mechs. I love the aesthetic of it, and uh, Paolo Parente is an amazing artist. Uh, he's really known for his like cheesecake, like plain art kind of plain nose art kind of style. But uh, he's done some really cool characters, and uh, the most famous one is he did is Rosie. It's based on Rosie the Riveter, but it's like a steampunk version of her kind of like. And uh, I thought she looked Margot Robbie would be perfect for her. Yeah, she could play ah. that. Uh, what is it called? The it's uh, that music that's fifties. Uh, Pat, what's uh, the music? This swing? <laughs> no, the one. It's like new music, but it's based on like fifties music. I can't remember what to call it. Anyways, I always think of things and then I can never remember what they are, and then it just goes nowhere. Oh, anyway. you mean uh, the the retro jukebox guy? So yeah, I'm sure the people the post, are streaming it. Post, at the yeah, postmodern post modern jukebox. Yeah, postmodern jukebox. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, some good songs. Margot Robbie looks pretty cool. I think she would be perfect for that role. Uh, then there's the villain, who's uh, uh, Sigurd von Thaler. She's the classic like ice queen Nazi, and uh, with like short cropped hair. And I think Charlize Theron would be perfect because Charlize. She can play that role. I think pretty good. So I chose her mm -hmm. for that. And I would like to see her in a like leather outfit. So, <laughs> mm. and last is Bazooka Joe. He's like the classic GI. He has a handheld bazooka, I think it is technically, and uh, it's a little hardened warrior. And I want to see Thomas Jane. I think I always cast him in something. So <laughs> Thomas Jane is uh, my Bazooka Joe. And that's uh, Dust. Good old Thomas Jane. <laughs> Hopefully all the, the miniatures I never bought from Dust are going to be on sale soon so I can buy them now that the game doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. So, uh, Pat, Th no, Thomas Jane Ryan. is right at home in that. <laughs> yeah, I think he's... Well, he was in that Mutant Chronicles movie. It's a very similar kind of look. Ah, Mutant yeah. Chronicles. I should have done that game. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian, what's your next one? Okay, well, uh, I do happen to have a lot of... Stuff in the Warpath universe, one of which is the board game Star Saga. Um, and so to to kind of uh, expand on that, that also has a, a cast of characters. Um, and so I thought uh, one would be fun. It was uh, so there's a, a uh, kind of hardened uh, trooper lady that uh, is one of our mercenary members named Erica Delinsky. I thought uh, Felicity Jones would be a, a good match for her. Um, not just because I painted uh, my Dolinsky to match Jin Erso from Rogue One, but also that reason. Um, I, I think uh, she kind of really kind of fits into that, that role really well. Uh, then there is a, one, one of the villains in the, the main board game is this uh, kind of mad scientist looking guy. Uh, from the Maison Labs. Uh, his name is Dr. Coiner. And I thought, why not Alfred Molina? Uh, <laughs> because he's already playing Doc Ock. This is pretty much the next stage for that. Uh, 
And uh, and then so the the last one is uh, there's a character named Wrath who is basically uh, this kind of silent ninja with a with a, a deadly sword. And you know what? Mark Dacascus needs more roles like that. <laughs> um, uh, for those that don't know, Mark is is he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a great martial artist. Uh, probably most notably in recent films. Uh, he was in John Wick three as kind of that main assassin tracking him down. Um, so he, he's, he's a really fun guy. And I thought, you know, as, as kind of lame as it is that he'd be playing a character that doesn't talk much or at all. Uh, I thought, I thought he'd embody that role really well. So how about I swing it back to Pat? Me. So my second one, uh, it goes to Cav. Uh, I still like Cav. Uh, while Cav does not have a lot of picks and everything, but, uh, I wanted to give Cav a little bit of homage because they did spend a lot of time and they did, ha- and they do have a kind of a nice history on on the history. Uh, I guess the universe itself, which is one of the things we talk about. You know, there's a nice narrative that allows you to flesh the game out in your in your mind. Uh, it makes it kind of more enjoyable to play. So I focused mainly, mainly, I focused mainly on just two factions: the Terran faction and the Rock faction, because of uh, in that history they're they're locked in an over a hundred year war. And I think at the beginning of the game, or where the game starts, is where they kind of got a kind of like a Klingon Federation uneasy truce going on. Huh. Along their borders, so uh, I thought that would make if we there was to be a movie for that, they would make a, a nice little uh, virtual amount of stories that you could tell on border skirmishes and things like that. So uh, for the rack, I just kind of went with the, the two leaders uh, in Cav. The leader of the whole race is called uh, the the Karak. And I chose Lance Legault because he looks uh, – he's played a lot of Klingons before in Star, in Star Trek. And he, he's he got that really rough, gravely voice that makes me think uh, uh, angry alien leader. I will say yeah. he's dead, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rob just likes to point out that he, I cast the dead guy. But I casted him in spirit. In spirit. It's all right. We, know, we didn't put any rules on any of this stuff, so it's, it's all good. You can cast dead people. We're not making these movies, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, why are we making these movies? Uh, we don't have money. Because we don't have uh, money. Skill? <laughs> I don't understand why aren't we making these movies. If you would like us to make these movies, send us a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, and then this, the, the commander-in-chief or the main general for the Rock Army is called uh, – I forget. I can't even – I'm just guessing. I'm pronouncing is the Korak, and I chose uh, the guy who's played many, many an alien uh, in every movie. I don't think he's ever played in a movie where his face is normal. Uh, I chose Doug Jones. Nice. Uh, I think he just goes does very well with uh, everything he does as far as a, a non-human character. I think it'd be really good to use him as a non-human general. So we're also getting Guillermo to direct this, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? I mean, for God's yeah. sakes, just look at look at look at look at the veritable amount of ideas we're handing them. You know, right? I, I feel like this is going out for free. That we're missing out on money here, and then we're gonna we're gonna be the guys known down in history as the guys who gave away million dollar ideas. Right. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so on the human side, uh, the Terran faction in in the cab is pretty much everyday Terran. You know. Uh, so it was pretty easy to cast these guys. I just uh, I went for a certain look when I cast these guys. Then uh, for the president of the Terran forces, President Sabatini, I went Stanley Tucci. He looks uh, <laughs> like a very uh, what do you want to call it bureaucratical president. Oh yeah. And then uh, for the main commander of the Terran forces, is a guy called General Ryan, and I went with uh, Brad Pitt on that one actually because uh, if you ever watched that movie War Machine. Uh, I picture that Brad Pitt as General Ryan. Okay, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, he looks uh, he looks a lot different than he normally does in that movie. Yeah, 
he's he's a lot more clean cut, which is unusual for a Brad Pitt. But. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was thinking at fir- at first the Fury Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. but then I was like, no, that's yeah, that's a little, that's, uh, that's 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 trooper Brad Pitt. I'm looking yeah. for leader Brad general. Pitt. Yeah. General, yeah. I want to- yeah, you wouldn't get so. a general looking all disheveled like he does in Fury, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the attitude works there, too, so. Yeah. But just not the look. Yeah. All right, Rob, what did you get for number two? Uh, my number two is obviously Battletech. Uh, there's so much you you could, like, literally do a full casting on many different areas of Battletech, but I chose, since I'm currently reading it, like I said before, the uh, Fedcom Civil War, so it's an older Katrina Steiner, an older Victor Davian, and I also chose Morgan Kell because he's a uh, elder statesman, and I wanted uh, some older actors. But uh, for Katrina Steiner, the the villain of the piece, I think I went with the most villainous uh, female lead I could think of, which was uh, Lena Headey from obviously <laughs> Cersei from Game of Thrones, but she was also uh, Mama from Dread, and she plays mm-hmm. a good villain. And she could, yeah. I think she could play the the really sweet, but then like crazy also. I think she could play that. And yeah. uh, so she was also the wife of what's his face. Uh, I think that would kind of work for that. Leonidas. Too. Leonidas. Yeah, yeah, Leonidas. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, she, she could work as uh, multifaceted because everybody. She acts all nice, but she you know she kills her mother, she kills her brother. She's she's pretty evil. So <laughs> spoilers. Uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a Steiner. You do what you got to do. Well, she's the evil Steiner. All the other Steiners are pretty honorable. And uh, for Victor, Victor Davian, the returning hero who kicked the clan's ass, uh, we got someone who, who who I think, and also he's known to be short, uh, which Victor Davian, he always gets made for being short. So I, I chose Leonardo DiCaprio because he can play his real height, and uh, I think he could do the gravitas of the returning hero who has to deal with his evil sister who's taken over his realm, and uh, I think he, the uh, unwilling, like, per, he doesn't want to do it, but he realizes he can't let his sister run this place because he's going to run into the ground. So. Would this be the revenant uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? No, he's, he's, he's clean-shaven once again because he's, well, he was at war for, I don't know, five years or something to, to fight the clans, but uh, yeah, Leo Leo <laughs> could do it. I think uh, he's uh, he's... He's got the gravitas, like I say. And then for Morgan Kell, he's uh, the leader of the Kellhounds, uh, the mercenary group who, who's kind of stuck in the middle because they're loyal to the Steiners, but also realize that Katrina's a nut job. So I think uh, I, I chose uh, David Strathairn. Strathairn. Uh, you would know him better as the Expanse. He's the captain uh, of the... Uh, the um, What's it called? What are those guys called? The guys with the asteroid people. I've actually never the seen Belters? the Belters. The Belters. He's the you know the captain of the Belters, the the old guy who uh who's oh the guy that got flushed out of the airlock. Oh spoilers! spoilers. Jeez. Oh yeah. I mean I'm I'm but I'm okay guessing that everyone gets flushed out of the airlock. There's the there's there's a ton of people that get flushed out of the airlock. But anyways, uh, yes, he's a he's a great actor, and I think he could uh, he could play at Morgan Kell pretty good. He also looks the part. He's got that disheveled look, and uh, yes, I let that's why I picked. So that was my battle tech. Back to Brian for the last one, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, once again in the Warpath universe, because that's where I spend all my time. Uh, in in Dead Zone, we have a number of living legends. So these are named characters uh, that I thought would be would be fitting if there was ever a Warpath. Um, you know, movie made that uh, these characters might be in. Uh, so I thought uh, there's a, a rebel known as the uh, the Rin Nomad uh, Hund is his name, and I thought, you know what, that sounds like a Jean Renault role if I've ever heard one. Channeling his inner professional uh, and hunting down some some God Godzilla lizard. Raptor things. Uh, Jean Renault has been a lot of stuff. He's really fun, and uh, I thought I thought he'd be he'd be uh, really fitting in, into that role of like a bounty hunter that's a little bit more grizzled and nomadic. Um, and then we also have uh, there's a within within 
Warpath, uh, there's a mutant plague that, uh, that is infesting the galaxy. And there's a, a specific character who is kind of walking that line between uh, sanity and insanity, I guess. Uh, Dr. Simmons. Uh, she is a, a really fascinating character within, within the, the universe um, in that she uh, was infected by the plague virus uh, and has started mutating. But she managed to retain a number of her faculties and uh, there, there were hints that uh, she may have even been kind of working on fighting back in a way against the plague or weaponizing it for herself. Um, anyway, that sounds like a great role for Mila Jovovich. Uh, mm. After, mm. after, after going through pretty much, you know, the plague infestation that was the Resident Evil movies, uh, I think this would be a great next step for her. Uh, it's practically the same at that point. So <laughs> it's just what if she had lost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then just just for fun, uh, there in in Warpath there is a a space or a race of giant space rats known as the Veermen, and among them is is a renowned hacker named uh, Hacker Halftail. And I thought Sam Regal. <laughs> Sam Regal would voice that yeah. rat. From uh, uh, you may know role. know him yeah. from Critical Role, uh, and a, and a whole mess of of anime and stuff like that. He's a he's a hoot and and just is totally down to say absurd things and yell at the top of his lungs. So uh, I think that would be a fun uh, eccentric role for him that he would just gobble up. <laughs> and funny. so. I'll throw it on over to Pat. All right. For my last one, I went to uh, another one of my favorite games that doesn't get played a lot. Uh, Giant Killer Robots by Weta Workshop. Um, this game uh, allows you, I mean, you have to pick a pilot for your mech. And so those are the characters I chose. Uh, there's, I think you get eight pilots you can choose from. In the base I chose, game, yeah. In the base game, yeah. There's two extras you can buy in an expansion. Uh, but for one of my uh, one of the pods I picked, his name is Jay Jay Pak. Uh, he's an Asian uh, pilot, and with him uh, and these cards, they have the pictures. So I, I didn't try. I went with someone that I think would look like a uh, a cartoon version of what they drew, or would uh, <laughs> they look the, even more the, cartoony the, than the drawing? <laughs> The opposite of what I meant to say. I went with a more realistic version of what the cartoon was drawn as. That makes more uh, sense. Yeah. So for J. Pac, I went with uh, Simulu from uh, a, a recent fame, uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, nice. Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. So, and then the next pilot I chose was Isabel Izzy Torres. Uh, in her card, she kind of looks like a little punk rock girl. And so I went with uh, Ellie Fimster, who most people don't know. It was a Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, I never knew her name. Ah. <laughs> um, from basically the Deadpools. Was she in any of the X-Men? She didn't get... get she, uh, she, she didn't get in the, the mainstay X-Men. <laughs> no, she was in both uh, Deadpool movies. Yeah. And then... Uh, Specifically because they could get her really cheap, because they weren't <laughs> going to have her in the other X-Men movies. Very, very much true. Uh, and then for my last character, I took Isaac Ike Jones, uh, and ironically, his card looks like uh, the Clone Wars uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So I just went and took <laughs> Ewan McGregor. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> it just screams Ewan McGregor when you look at it. Nice. Uh, but that's those are my three pilots I picked for GKR. Nice. And you know the thing? If there's going to be a movie, I think GKR would be the movie because what a workshop would be the one to put it together. Yeah, I mean you, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be a fun movie. I wish uh, like uh, someone like um, uh, what's his name Jones, uh, David Bowie's son, or or the guy who did District Nine. That they, one of those two guys mm, making that movie mm. would be amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Duncan Jones, and who made District Nine? I forget. The South African guy. Anyways, both of them have worked with Weta, and both of them, either of those guys making that movie would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Is it the same guy that played Mur- Murdoch in the A Team, the remake A Team? No, he was in the movie. 
he uh, yeah that was that, that actor was in the but movie yeah okay but that's not the director you're thinking of because he's also not, he's not a director. He's, he's a, also he's, South, but he's South African though. That's why I thought. Yeah, yeah. Thought, but he, oh, was yeah, in, yeah. he was in District Nine. He just he didn't direct it. Yeah, I can't remember okay. his name. Once again, please in the comments tell oh, us. Yeah. He's he's we got. Look, uh, <laughs> look it up right now because he's also like in Hardcore Henry. Um, it, it's Charlto Copley. Yeah, that's the actor. You looked that's up the, the actor, actor, not the actual director. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. I want to look up him. <laughs> Uh, Pat, that was it, right? So my turn. That was it. Yeah. Last, last one. Last one. I choose. I choose. I chose uh, Dead Zone also, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Brian chose Dead Zone. That sucks. We're gonna have a, uh, a uh, crossover." I chose but, the Warpath universe, <laughs> but you chose Dead Zone. But you didn't choose any of the characters I chose, so it's good. Yeah. I was thinking this movie would be uh, uh, a kind of a uh, a uh, sergeant in the uh, Enforcers finding out about a corrupt person. That's it's actually covers over in Star Socket too, actually. Uh, covers <laughs> finds out about a corrupt enforcer who is causing trouble and has to team up with a plucky young uh, GCPS uh, uh, lieutenant major. So it's Sergeant Howlett uh, going with uh, with uh, Lieutenant Major Lauren Chard uh, fighting Monarch, who is the evil uh, peacekeeper. The uh, Monarch! But uh, the Monarch in this case is a female peacekeeper. Uh, for her, I chose uh, Gwendolyn Christie because you want somebody imposing, and she's pretty imposing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she'd be a good a she's a good actress, but she also would have the right build to be a, uh, a towering peacekeeper. And uh, for Lieutenant Major Lauren Chard, I uh, chose the new hotness because she is really funny. Is Florence Pugh from uh, Black Widow and many other movies. But uh, she's mm. a character, so she could add some charm and uh, humor to the movie. And lastly, for Sergeant Howlett, you want a grizzled old veteran who who just happens to have Wolverine claws. So who do you cast? <laughs> you cast Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> so Hugh Jackman as, as Sergeant Howlett, the second time he'll be playing someone named Sergeant Howlett, because in Wolverine <laughs> he did, was Sergeant Howlett in uh, World War Two. So, yes, uh... I think that would be and a then fun it's, movie. It, just imagine like Wolverine inside an Iron Man suit, and that's yeah. what Howlett is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, that's exactly what he is. So, uh, yeah, that was our casting. I always find it fun. You can go on to the link here to our uh, Podbean page. It'll have all the pictures of the characters and the actors next to them, so you can you can agree or disagree. If you have your own suggestions, please do post wherever we post this uh, on Facebook or even in in. Uh, Podbean or on Twitter or in your own homes. <laughs> I don't know. Make a little, make a little. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A dream board with all your own castings. You can, ta- you can tag the wall. Yeah, I, I was high school. I was just thinking, like, you could really play a fun, like, s- seven degrees of Kevin Bacon with this cast here, because I know we had a bunch of Battlestar, <laughs> yeah, it's a- uh, cast members, and I think we got some fun crossovers. So figure out what the the connections are between all these characters and. You never know. You never know. Uh, that's about it. We'll be back with the X-Fill, and uh, we'll get the hell out of here. Let's X-Fill out of here. And this is the X-Fill. As I was just saying, fun times. We're getting out of here, but uh, we like to give some plugs. Please do go listen to Dead Zone, the podcast, with uh, Brian and Rick, our friend of the show. Rick. Woohoo! Dead yeah. Zone, the podcast. Dead Zone, the podcast. Yep, they've uh, been keeping... Previous show, we're Rob. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. And uh, other than that, we also... Uh, Pat and I, with our friend Jack, are doing a new YouTube channel called Dragon's Tome. Yep. And it's we're going through every single issue of Dragon Magazine from the beginning, chronologically, from 1976, all 400-something issues, hopefully... By the end, we've we've done four so far, so we're one one hundredth of the way there. If that makes us feel any better, <laughs> we're we're like almost at the end. Yeah, of the uh, beginning. <laughs> needless to say, we we don't take it too seriously. We do make fun of it a lot, especially the '70s stuff because it's crazy. And uh, some of it's bad. Some, some of it's it bad. bad. Some of it's like precursors to stuff that you know and love later in the '80s. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a little bit of everything. There's some of it bad. There's some nostalgic stuff there that we like to talk about. 
Uh, and there's just some stuff we like to make fun of because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Plus, uh, yeah, eventually we'll talk about the ads that we see. Like these ones, so far, it's this is early on. This is like, what, two years after D&D was invented? So it's a lot of miniatures and uh, other supplements for D&D. That, this is like before yeah. Redbox we're, D&D. This is early Yeah, we're talking stuff. pamphlet. This is pamphlet D&D. Yeah, so gotcha. it's, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's fun seeing the, the early uh, times. Plus, it's also fun to see that even back then, people were bitching and complaining. So it's, it's nice to see that the more <laughs> things change, the more they stay the same. It's kind of like a warm yeah. blanket. The, the one you thing that hasn't changed is the, the, the complaining of gamers. Yeah, and you don't you don't need the internet for that, it seems. All you need is a letters page in Dragon Magazine. <laughs> but, yeah, pen and paper. Yeah. That's all you need. All you need is an out. Yep. So it's fun times. So we talk about that. So if you're interested in the D&D in any way, and Dragon Magazine specifically, it's not just D&D, but early on it is... Well, no, well, there's been some weird things that they talk about where, like, I never knew this existed, but they treated it like it's the next coming of something, so... It's kind of funny that to see a historical uh, context to some of this stuff. Uh, yeah, so just go to YouTube. We'll have the link in the show notes once again, but you can also just search for Dragon's Tome, T-O-M-E, and uh, you'll find it. So there you go. Uh, other than that, you can go follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, where else are we? We're also on Discord, which you don't go that much, but we it's there. There's a little bit of community happening there. If those are the hardcore fans are on uh, Discord. <laughs> <That's> and, <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them below. Or you can also email us at uh, mobilearmorradio at gmail.com. So there you go. Uh, until next time. It's going to be Christmas. Jeez, it's coming up quick. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I've been Rob. I've been Brian. And I've been Chopper. There you go. And happy Thanksgiving for you heathen Americans. Yes. Happy, <laughs> yeah. happy Turkey Day. Gobble happy gobble. Turkey Day. It's the end of this month, but it's coming up quick. Bye-bye. Right. See you later. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.